When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For five years, they've been doing a metal podcast. But they've been watching movies for a lifetime. Now it's time for the boys to share their 10 favorite metal songs that are featured in movies and on soundtracks. Grab your popcorn and get ready for the 80s glam metal cast to go to the movies. All right, Ryan, you ready to talk some metal and movies tonight or what, man? All right, metal going to the movies. <laughs> you know, I think I told you I'm a big movie buff. And, uh, you know, especially like in New York, you know, we're, we're in winter and there's not a lot going on. And I went back and I've watched a lot of like old 80s and 90s movies. And, uh, dude, it's like comfort food. It's so good. They're, they're, they're classics. Yeah, dude, totally. And, you know, I was thinking about this. And, and when we were kids, when I was a kid, all these songs were just a regular soundtrack. You know, I knew it was just like music of the times. But looking back, so many of these soundtracks have such epic bands, and some of them are multi-platinum, humongous, and some of them just got stuck because they collected royalties for like two years or so for this. But uh, I must say that one thing really stands out is there are some epic songs that correspond with some really shitty movies out there. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I feel like the music was always pretty good, but the movies, it's like hit or miss. I mean, there's like I said, some of them are, there's some great classics out there. Some movies, you know, sometimes metal got tied in with like low budget B horror movies and shit like that. So, so it's a mixed bag, no doubt. Oh yeah, totally. One cool thing though, man, when you go back and watch eighties movies, you know, I think what we're all kind of used to, and don't get me wrong, I like Marvel and Star Wars as much as the next guy, but, you know, it mm-hmm. this tends to be like a CGI fest, and everything's very politically correct. You go back and you watch the 80s movies, man, you know, there's there's limited special effects, or, or if there is effects, it's like practical effects, and that's kind of like something that's been yeah. thrown out the window, you know, like makeup artists and miniatures, and, and definitely, man, it ain't politically correct at all. It's, uh, but it's, <laughs> it, it just, it's a different time. It reminds me of, uh, you know, good times man good times all the innocence <laughs> <laughs> and you know the other thing that i think is a shame that we run into to today is you'd think like everything would be easier because you have streaming and all that kind of stuff but oh yeah i think in a lot of ways it's like harder to find older movies you know what i mean it, gone are the days where you'd walk into a video store and you could just you know go through the action section go through the horror you'd see something that would like catch your eye or remind you of something now it's like you're just on your own you don't really you're just kind of scrolling randomly and you don't know if that service is going to have this movie or that one's going to have this one. It's I don't know, man. I, I kind of miss the old days of the video stores. Yeah, a lot of us, I know I kept all the old VHS and DVDs 
throughout the years. But you gotta, you're hard pressed to find a DVD player and a VH and a VCR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if it's not streaming these days, it's, it's kind of tough to play unless you still got that old uh, system hooked up. <laughs> and the last point I want to make about all this is that, like, I don't know if you've noticed this in your travels, but soundtracks, man, they're not on Spotify. Like, what is up with soundtracks? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of them are just, like, they're out of print. I've, I've read stories about people saying these are out of print. You can't find them on streaming. It's crazy, man. It's like they're just gone. They are gone. And unless you have them on CD or tape or whatever you got to find it on YouTube or something yep. that someone cooked from years ago on there. But yeah, man, it sucks. There, there's a, a whole niche of, of uh, soundtrack collectors out there and, and they're, they're very valuable. Yeah, no doubt. Well, man, I'm very excited to do this. I thought this was a, this was actually your idea. I thought it was a great idea. And yeah, cool. I think you should just kick it off with your, your 10. Hi. Hello to you. I'm Mrs. Stewart. I'm a babysitter. What? Sweet. Well, thank you. Um, so number 10, I uh, Valentine with the song Keep the Faith from... Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, the movie wasn't bad. I watched it recently, and I thought, that's eh, not too bad. And there's a, a lot of good music on the soundtrack, as we'll run into most of these. But anyway, I love to drop my Valentine appreciation here and there, because I think they're a really underrated band. The song's really catchy. Uh, it's great once you, like, you realize that these... Well, basically... The song is so catchy and it's great because you realize that these type of songs worked in soundtracks back in the day. And it just so happens they were really great, catchy, melodic rock songs of this time. So, it, you know, being my number 10, it's, it's not a huge band and the soundtrack probably isn't that sought after, but I know it is a collectible and there's some really cool bands on there. So uh, if you could find it, check it out. Nice. I've never seen this movie. I do remember the title. And the funny thing that I'm noticing, too, about some of this stuff is, like, I think that movie's 1991. And it's funny because we've talked so many times on the podcast how, like, in 91 it was, like, over. But for somehow, like, these hair bands are still able to squeeze themselves onto, like, a soundtrack. So maybe maybe they were able to get them cheap at this point or whatever. But they, you were finding hair bands were still getting on soundtracks in the 90s. Absolutely. All right. My number 10. They were strangers. You're just a couple of stupid punks playing cowboy. In a land where legends are part of the landscape. And now, I'll be honest, I kind of question why I put this this low. When I went back <laughs> and I listened to the song and watched the video, I was like, damn, maybe I should put it a little higher, but I didn't want to screw with my list. I got Keel, Rock and Roll Outlaw from the movie Dudes, 1988. And uh, I got to be honest with you, man. I, well, first of all, everybody knows I'm a big Keel fan. And really, the only place to get this studio version is on this Dude soundtrack. And what's yes. cool about this Dude soundtrack is it's kind of all over the board, man. It's got like Megadeth 
And let me just say, Megadeth is the MVP of movie soundtracks, as, as we're going to find out, I think, as we go on. Megadeth's in a lot of freaking movies, man. But um, Totally. It's, it's Random, weird, huh? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> the, the, like, Jane's Addiction's on here. A lot of, like, New Wave. Just It's a whole mixed bag. And it's funny that Keel oh, yeah. got the spotlight because it's more of a straightforward tune. It's a cover, uh, I believe, by, from a Rose Tattoo. And the only way you're getting on a Keel album is they do it on Larger Than Live, which is pretty good. Now, another thing I want to mention, too, about this is when you think of the videos, and I think this is going to be the standard as we go through, if it had a video, you're always going to get, like, the movie clips, right, kind of integrated into the the video. Or you also might get the special treat where the people from the movie make an appearance in the video, and that happens in this one, yeah. (laughs) What do you you think of this? Do you like this, dude? Well, I'll just say right now, this is my number nine, so I'm happy to discuss this one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Before we do, I got to make one point. Okay, one point. I've never seen the movie Dudes. When I was a kid, I, I, I was like, I don't know, this just looks stupid. Like, what, did punk guys become, like, cowboys? What the hell's going on? So I got in there over the weekend, had some downtime, and I said, screw it, man. I'm going to put on dudes. If this sucks, it was on YouTube. I'm like, I'll just shut it off. You know, who cares? And I got to admit, it was kind of fun movie. It was weird. It's a weird movie. It's, it's definitely out there. Uh, interesting point is Flea is in it. Flea is, is their buddy, That's John right. Cryer, the other guy's buddy. And he gets murdered in the beginning. And then basically, it's like they find a purpose with their life. These punks, and they're going to go avenge this dude's murder. They call it like a punk rock uh, western or something like that. And Penelope Spears, uh, the one who did uh, Wayne's World and Decline of Western Civilization, did this oh, yeah. movie. So. I don't know how some of these weird, wacky party movies got made. Probably because they they went and partied with the people who made them and convinced them. Yeah, it's great <laughs> idea, man. But uh, it, it's it was pretty cool, man. It wasn't a bad movie at all. All right, tell me what. Tell me your thoughts. Well, dude, perfect because that's a that's an excellent segue because the first note I wrote about this was I don't know the movie and a lot of these I've never seen the movie. Right, and I don't know right. if I ever will. <laughs> right. But I, I will say from my days of CD hunting, I do own this soundtrack. And I always gravitated towards this song. And then in, in the recent years, I thought about, oh, I'll check out that video. And it's a cool video. So everything you're saying about it is absolutely accurate. It's a really cool Keel video. And I really, really like the way they show off their shredding mm-hmm. in this song. It's perfect Keel for the time. And um, I actually didn't know that it – so it did show up on Larger Than Live? It, yeah, they do it on Larger Than Live, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I couldn't – I was looking, and I must have missed that because I was like, okay, I think, I, I think it's got to be on this album, um, but I missed it. So the other thing is um, I just have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think of Show No Mercy by Wasp? Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that, that's that's in there, and it's in a great scene. It's it's one of the uh, first scenes where they they find the killer, and they're on the highway, and they're shooting at each other, and that wasp tune is blaring. You ever notice, like, all those metal songs usually end up in car chases or, like, a party <laughs> yeah. at somebody's house? But, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I love this song. It's too bad it didn't, the studio version didn't make a Keel album. Because that's usually the trick, right? Usually you do a live album, you could throw that studio track on as a bonus. But um, yeah. you're right. They do. They really focus on you know like what makes Keel great: the dual leads, the uh, the big uh, chorus. And what's interesting about the whole thing too is that like Ronnie Lee Keel, right? Ron Keel became like a country guy, you know, at a certain point, and he's he still kind of calls himself like the metal cowboy. So it's kind of cool how this <laughs> song really fits like his whole uh, vibe. So. Mm, this is where it all began. This is where it all began. All right. <laughs> My number nine. Now, Wes Craven. 
brings you his greatest creation. Shocker. Sword in the Stone by Bonfire. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And let's just, we're going to have to take some time and talk about the Shocker soundtrack, you know? Oh, dude, for I mean, sure. And I'll be honest, okay, I did not go back and watch Shocker. I'm not even sure if I've ever seen Shocker. I don't remember. But I definitely had the soundtrack when I was a kid. And I just remember, oh, yeah. like, the Dudes of Wrath. I'm like, what's this all about? And all of a sudden I hear Paul Stanley and Desmond Child, you know, trading off lead vocals. I'm like, how killer is that? You know what I mean? Totally, dude. Um, but this song, I remember just thinking this song was great. I just really enjoyed it. And I think, you know, maybe when I bought the soundtrack, I realized who wrote it. It was Paul and Desmond. And then years later, I heard the demos of, like, um, Kiss doing this song. And this was supposed to be on Crazy Nights. So that made me like it even more. I really really did question, why did this not go on Crazy Nights? It's a great song. But um, <laughs> And then the last thing i got to say is Megadeth, man, is on this soundtrack. So, and oh, my God, yeah, there's, there's two one. in a row, man, Megadeth. Yeah, dude. Killer soundtrack. I have the CD. There are awesome bands on this one, but you know who I really, really like on this one is Voodoo X, and that's uh, John Beauvoir, the the guy with the you know the crazy blonde mohawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that song. Um, what's that? Uh, the Awakening on this on mm-hmm. this album or this soundtrack. Good song, and obviously you're going to have a bunch of dudes that have written together in the past and, and he's one of the guys that was right there with Paul Stanley. So yep. then it kind of all came together when I realized who the dudes of wrath are, Paul Stanley, Desmond Child, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it all fit and, and really cool song by Voodoo X. I, that's a great album too. Yeah. There's a couple other good tracks on there too. Uh, Demon Bell by Dangerous Toys is good. Yeah, uh, Soraya has a, uh, has a, a ballad on there. And you know what? The cool thing too is if you just know like Desmond Child's hands are all over. He produced it. He had a hand in writing a lot of the songs. And it just showed totally. you what a powerful force he was. You know, that's just the guy you're going to go to if you want like a, you know, hit soundtrack or something like that. So it just shows the kind of power that he had. And, it, you know, the whole, a lot of that, especially that song Shocker, it feels like an Alice Cooper trash song, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's just, oh, yeah, totally. It's just that, like, it's creepy, but it's poppy. It's, it, it's just, it is killer. It's great. Yeah, good call, dude. I all like right, it. number eight. But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston. Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the iron maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. Okay, number eight. Uh, so I got Bill and Ted. Um, I got the, the excellent adventure on this one. I got Shark Island doing a song called Dangerous. Um, I kind of want to cheat and throw in Winger's Battle Stations for Bogus Journey. because not, it's not the same, same. soundtrack. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's right there. So no, you it got was it. A tough, it. No, it was a tough choice, dude. Like, I would never choose anything over Winger, to be honest. But in this 
circumstance, I'll just talk about Shark Island doing Dangerous. And it seems like any um, any title with Dangerous in it is always just so killer. Like, uh-huh. think about Dangerous but Worth the Risk or, like, the, the newer Def Leppard song, Dangerous. Like, it's always, it's always cool. It's always kind of pushing it. But, yeah, this one's from The Excellent Adventure. Um, it's just, it's got a huge chorus, great vocals, very underrated band. I love Shark Island. I know they, they took some shit for their, their recent, um, offering, if you will. It was very modern. It was nothing like the old days (laughs) and the lore of, uh, Axl Rose stealing his moves and everything. But anyway, great song, great chorus. Check it out. They have another cool one called My City. Um, but yeah, Shark Island, they're the very underrated band if you don't know them. Yeah, that song's cool and you know, I definitely want to go back and watch the first Bill and Ted's because like I knew I saw it back in the day, but I haven't seen it in so long. And it you know, another thing that made me question like what's going on in like media today, it's like like I'll watch TV and I'll watch movies that pop on TV and it always seems like it's the same kind of movies that are on TV. Like I don't yeah. ever see Bill and Ted or some of these old movies. You know what I mean? Like what the hell? These are all great movies. Where the hell are they? You know what I mean? It's just, it's sad. Excellent adventure is killer. Bogus journey. I, I tortured myself sitting through in the last year and God, it was terrible. So don't do it. Don't wow. do bogus journey. Get the soundtrack. Yeah. Go watch the movie. <laughs> see, now I don't want to spoil a lot of thunder about bogus journey, but I, I went to the theaters and I saw Bogus Journey in 91, and I haven't yeah. seen it since. I remember liking it then, but like, you know, frig, I'm an adult now. <laughs> so, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, exactly. But I could only get so many of these squeezed in before the podcast. I have squeezed in quite a few, and I, I will talk about, well, Dudes was one, and then there's more. Okay. All right, anyways. <laughs> Eight. Queensryche, uh, the real world from the last action hero soundtrack in 1993, man, and what nice. a freaking soundtrack! Before before we get, let's not. I, I feel like I'm I get deep into the soundtrack, and I'm not talking about the song. This is such a great song. Like, oh my god, I've been. I think I've listened to this song about ten times. You know, doing this whole thing mm-hmm. because it's so good. It's got like the orchestration. I think it's from Michael Kamen or whatever. He does a lot of that orchestration with the metal bands and stuff, and. Uh, it's just so good. It's just so good. You know, it's kind of where probably a lot of people thought Queensryche were going, and then maybe they were disappointed. That That's just, it's just Pete Queensryche right there. You know what I mean? So I love oh, that. Yeah. I love everything that's going on in that song. It's too bad that it really was just a soundtrack song, because I think it could have worked well on an album and as, as like a, a big single. Uh, Last Action Hero soundtrack and movie. Now, this is a movie that I always thought looked dumb as hell. Like, I've never watched this movie. Right. I want I kind of want to watch it because it's really a spoof on action movies and, and kind of like yeah. making fun of itself. So I, I do want to watch it, but I think it's one of those last moves of like it's the last like typical '80s movie of the '90s, right? And it's the last <laughs> yeah. like '80s metal soundtrack that you're gonna get probably in the '90s, and it, it makes you think that like everybody could have stayed in the whole uh, swimming pool together, right? You got Alice in Chains, Queensrÿche, DC, Tesla, and of course. You got Megadeth. <laughs> Angry yeah, again. Know, dude. <laughs> That's killer. Uh, now, here's a quiz for you. Do you remember who did the the title track, if you will, the song Last Action Hero? Tesla, man. It's a great song. I'm not a huge Tesla guy, but I think that's a great <laughs> song. Great song. Nice, dude. That's a good one. I'm shocked you didn't put two steps behind on there. 
Dead Leopards on there. Like I said, dude, it's like I said, it's a great, great soundtrack. And uh, like I said, it was that last moment where everybody was together, and then all of a sudden it was like grunge was king and metal was crap, and everything had changed. So this was probably the last thing you're going to get where you know metal had a little prominence on a on a soundtrack. Yeah, and, and dude, along those lines of Queensrÿche, might as well just talk about it now. Um, one of my honorable mentions was Last Time in Paris off the Ford Fairlane. That's great too. And yep. dude, that's another one where I think it was an Empire track that they put on like a, a remaster later on. But yeah, yeah, dude, what a what a killer song! But another album, it's like it's like Hysteria, where you're like, ah, we don't need another one. Like we got enough killer songs. Like let's leave this one off for the next one. Yeah. And they put it on the soundtrack, which is awesome. You know, but they put it on the remaster, and you're like, dude, this would have been great. Like this was a, a really cool song. And that was I was really contemplating adding that one. So good on you to put this Queen track song. Nice man. What do you got next? Okay, so number seven. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Transformers. Soundtrack, and this was tough for me because there's a lot of good stuff on here. So, um, you got NRG, you got Lion, you got Stan Bush, Spectre, Spectre General, who was Kick Axe, the band Kick Axe, mm-hmm. what well, is Spectre General, and the reason they call themselves Spectre General is because the producers, directors, whatnot, high up said, We don't want the band title kick axe on our soundtrack we think it's a little extreme <laughs> if you can imagine for the time yeah so they called themselves specter general which probably didn't do their brand uh, any service if you will so you also got the song the hunger which is later recorded by king cobra so there's like a lot of lore surrounding this soundtrack um i really like the theme song and the fact that lion could make the title and the slogan somehow sound like a song is really tough to do and a really a big credit to them. But in the end, I chose NRG, which is basically the band that turned into the band Damn Cheetah. So oh, there's okay. a ton of stuff going on here in this soundtrack. There's all kinds of different players and members and bands doing this and that and changing their name. But yeah, the singer for NRG became the singer for a band called Damn Cheetah. And actually, Damn Cheetah was one that I contemplating put it on the uh, letter D for our A mm, to Z, Z yeah. obscure <laughs> list. So, but Damn Cheetah is great. If you don't know that band, they got one uh, one album out that was like re-released from all their good stuff in the early '90s. But NRG, great, great song on this album, and a really cool, cool soundtrack. I I have played this soundtrack for years and years. And uh, it's never let me down. Awesome. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't go with Lion because you're a Lion guy. Kind of surprised. I am. I I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mention the song is Instruments of Destruction by NRG. Nice. And But Lion, yeah, dude, I, I have become a big Lion guy in the, in the last couple of years. But definitely credit to them to making that slogan and that, that the title sound like a song. <laughs> they did a great job. You know, what's funny is I've never seen the Transformers movie. I, I never was huge into Transformers. I was there when they were out. always liked G.I. Right. Joe and He-Man and a lot of that stuff better. 
But um, one strange thing that, okay, so when I was doing my research on this soundtrack, I was reading some of the YouTube comments, and <laughs> I guess I'll just put it the way they said it, is that, man, they said Megatron was total gangster in that movie because he actually oh my God. he killed <laughs> Autobots, you know what I mean? And, and in kids' movies, that stuff could never happen. You know, the bad, you know, the good guys never got killed by the villains. They always kind of got away or something. So so it sounds like there's some like dark overtones in the Transformers movie that is kind of taboo for the time, so interesting. Yeah, and you got to think, I believe this came out in 86, and in 86, I was five. So this was like 86, 87, 88. Like in that frame, I was G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, like really into this. So I was like, oh, I'm watching this movie. And of course, we would rent it. And just like I talked about at the beginning when I was like, huh. I really like this soundtrack. This is Valentine. This is Flame, Alias, all these bands that were on Don't Go um, or uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter the Babysitter's Dead. Same thing with um, Transformers. It was all like these killer songs of the time, and I just went with it. And, and now I realize I love all these bands. Nice. So maybe this is where it all began. Yeah, <laughs> right. This is, dude. Wow, what a revelation. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, number seven. Because Marshall Seymour is about to become his 11-year-old son, Charlie. Awesome! And vice versa. Maybe this happened all over America. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I got Crazy in the Night by Malice from the movie Vice Versa. You know, Vice Versa, man. I have not seen this since 89, but I remember watching (laughs) it when it came out, and I remember seeing Malice, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this song. I I, I want this, you know? And I don't know if there was a a Vice Versa soundtrack that was readily available, but eventually it did did come out on an EP called Crazy in the Night. And uh, it's funny because... In this movie, like you know, they they okay. So this is a rip off of another movie that's that's gonna come up on my next one that I do, uh, like Father and Son. It's a total rip off of that movie. Uh, in this movie, they actually change bodies. I think in like Father, like Son, they just their minds go into each other or something like that. So, anyways, um, the the kid you know, gets to go to this concert. And it's something the father would never do. You know, it's typical stuff for a movie like this. You know, the father's uptight and the kid's wild and now he gets to go right. to a Malice concert or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those cool scenes. It was always cool to see a metal band doing a performance that you knew, you know what I mean, in a movie. And here's a little odd tidbit about this is that 
so Crazy in the Night is what they perform in the movie. But then there's an also on the EP there's a song called Vice Versa and it's Malice, but Paul Sabu sings on it. And Paul Sabu always comes oh. up, you know, he's always on episodes. You know, I think he was on the last one and he, some something about him will probably come up in a little while. So it's just funny. Oh, yeah. We get these same players in all of our podcasts that we do. I don't know this movie. I don't know the movie and I and I don't know the song. And I like Malice a lot, so this is definitely one I got to check out. Yeah, and the movie is—it's Judge Reinhold is the dad, and Fred Savage is the kid. So they were both kind of oh, like, okay. you know, they were kind of bigger actors at the time, and it made sense to, to do that swap thing. But I'm telling you, it already came out. The same exact movie was done the a year before, and I'll be talking about that next. So what? What's yours, man? What do you got next? What do you got for six? Where am I now? This isn't the movies anymore, Jack. Please be careful. Things were different here. Damn it! It hurts. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater. This hero stuff has its limits. And Jack Slater is... Everybody down! Down! The last action hero. The big ticket for 93. I'll be back. All right. Well, uh, you're going to trip that this one is not higher or even number one for me, but this is where I have ACDC doing Big Gun from uh, Last Action Hero. But um, this is definitely a killer song on like a movie that it bombed Arnold box office wise, but it's not necessarily a bad movie, but whatever. I love the song, love the music video. And it's kind of like the forgotten ACDC song, which I wish they would play live one day. But at this point, I don't think it's going to happen. No. <laughs> but uh, I decided to rank these by what song I actually gravitate to like these days and from here out. And these top six are regularly played in my life. And that's how I kind of shaped the rest of my list. Mm-hmm. And um, they happen to be soundtrack songs, but they're big songs. And they obviously appear on other albums and i remember getting this cassette when i was a kid and it was just so exciting to have a new acdc song after the razor's edge and after acdc live and right before ball breaker and all that so it was kind of a cool bridge between that whole era for those guys um excellent song and they look really cool in the video and obviously arnold's in the video so i really like it (laughs) i was gonna say it's got that typical uh formula it's got movie clips that go to the, the music and then arnold's actually in the crowd uh, you know, of the video. You know me, I'm not a huge ACDC guy, but I always liked this song. I thought this song was great when it came out. The movie and the song are just from another time. You know what I mean? It ain't 90. Yeah. Like, it don't fit really in the 90s. It feels like 80s type of stuff. It's an 80s action movie with like an 80s kick-ass type of a song. And it was cool to see like what was the next step. Like where were these guys going after the big commercial success of Razor's Edge? And this is another great commercial song. It's it's catchy, It's but it's total ACDC. And uh, I love it, man. I I actually really like this song. Right on. I love it. All right. So number six. Dudley Moore. Kirk Cameron. Like father, like son.
Never Looked That Good For Me by Autograph, mm. 1988. And I've never been huge into Autograph, but I always thought this song was great. It's on the Loud and Clear yeah. album. And oh, yeah. once again, it's okay. So it's it's a movie where the, the kids, the dad and the kid flip flop. But at this time, it's Dudley Moore and it's Kirk Cameron. And I got to say, man, I went, this one I did go back and watch. And I was blown away by Dudley Moore, man. I, I You know, Dudley Moore has been dead, unfortunately, for a very long time. And yeah. once again, I don't see like his movies on TV very often. And it's like, if unless this guy gets on your mind, what's going to make you go like watch Arthur or some of these movies that he's been in? And, <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, man, when like so same thing. He's like an uptight doctor, and then all of a sudden, when he become, when he has to play the kid, oh my god, he just plays it so, dude. He's just so cool. He's so funny. You know what I mean? He just he just nails it. You know. So I, I just I just like that dude. I haven't watched a movie with him in a long time. So super cool. Another cool thing about this soundtrack. Well, I don't even know about the soundtrack, but all I can tell you what happens in the movie. They play Wild Side in the movie, and they play All in the Name of Rock and Roll by Crew. So both of those Damn. are in the movie. But uh, weird choice that the video, the big video that they play that has the movie clips in it is autographed. And it's just so funny that, like, same thing. The kid takes the um, girlfriend to to go see a concert, and it's the same premise that's in, that's in the other movie with a vice versa. It's so funny how, like, I mean, I'm talking like it's a cookie-cutter copy of each other. It's just, it's nuts. Dude, that is one of the stronger choruses of any song, like, that is such a good it's album, such a good course, and that yeah. song has always really stood out. So, yep. dude, I, I was really pumped about this one. That, that's a good one. That's in my honorables, and I don't know why I didn't include it, because I really like Autograph, but awesome. I'm glad you, glad you put it on there. Yeah. Number five. All right. Excellent promo, eh? Yes. Artistic, yet accessible to a wide audience. Right. Hey, do you think we'll win an Academy Award? Oh, I'm sure we will. Not. Okay, so um, talk about listenability. This is where I got hot and bothered by Cinderella off nice. the Wayne's World soundtrack. And dude... This has forever and always been one of my favorite Cinderella songs. But I'll be honest, when Wayne's World came out, I was in my full ACDC obsession era, and I searched high and low for this ACDC song that played at the flat in Cassandra's apartment when they played there, <laughs> when, they, when they played that concert. And it came on right after they got off stage, and I was like, oh, dude, who? what ACDC album is this on? This is such a ripping song. But it was Cinderella. Uh. And at the time... With my innocent ears, I was like, that's Brian Johnson. But uh -huh. no, it's Tom Kiefer. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> this song and the song Push Push are just like right there, hand in hand for me. Like really dripping with sex, just hooks and drums and the drum intro to the song and how it kicks in. It probably is my favorite Cinderella song, and I, and I put it right next to it. Everything on Night Songs and a few choice songs off Long Cold Winter. Uh -huh. So... This song, it later appeared on the Still Climbing album. Yep. But uh, depending on which Wayne's World soundtrack you buy, it, it's not on there or it is, which is really weird to me. That is weird. Um, yeah, so I have it, and I have the soundtrack with it on there, but I noticed upon researching for this, it's not on every soundtrack. So I don't know why, but, um, dude, obviously everybody knows this song. It's really killer. 
Yeah, I mean, Wayne's World is another one of those ones where you'd still think that, like, metal was in and cool by watching Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alice oh, Cooper, totally. Feed My Frankenstein and all this stuff. And uh, one just great tidbit that we must throw in, in Cassandra's band, man, Mark Ferrari is her guitar player. So, oh, dude, the yeah. Keel, the keel goes on. So dude. killer. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Good-looking band. Mark Ferrari's killer at that point. I... Uh, this is this is another like kickoff point for me. This this is what I thought metal dudes were. <laughs> yep, yep. Good times, good times. All right, number five. Nothing I'd rather do. I think he's worked out pretty well. Have a seat. This is a bust. I gotta go. The kid goes wild. 1990, RoboCop yeah. 2. Obviously, we've talked about Babylon AD many times. Love this song. Knew it obviously before the movie, and of course, thought it was great when we saw the video because we got to have you know RoboCop. You know, same thing. Movie <laughs> clips, and then RoboCop actually is you know around with the band. And there's a lot of ads and promos that you'll see today. People will post on Facebook and different things where you know there's promo shots with the band and and RoboCop. I mean, how freaking cool is that? You know what I mean? And uh, oh, yeah. you know, if we talk about like hit or miss with movies. You know, I always wish, like, at least for my list, and I probably you thought the same way, I wish there was, like, more cool metal songs in, like, Rocky movies or, like, you know, Rambo. Oh, yeah. You just don't have a lot of that in those kind of movies. So I was, it was cool that RoboCop did. The scene where this play, so I've been watching, full, full confession, I've been watching RoboCop movies like a fiend lately. Uh, it started, <laughs> it all started where I, I wanted to watch the remake from 2014 because everybody was like, mm. oh, this sucks. You know, you can't redo RoboCop. I thought the remake was great, man. It had Michael Keaton, Samuel Jackson. It, I thought it was like uh, Gary Oldman is in it. I thought it was a great freaking movie. Then, of course, I went back and I watched one, I watched two, and then I watched three. Uh, and, I, I mean, three is a little questionable for RoboCop, but I thought <laughs> yeah. RoboCop 2 was really good, man. I actually enjoyed it just as much as the first one. You know, there's a lot of cool ideas that they're that they're putting out there, and ultimately, there's like this kid that he's kind of like the second in command. So I think that's where Kid Goes Wild kind of comes in. But the main guy is called Kane. He's like a drug pusher, and then ultimately they try to take him because he's on his deathbed, and they transform him into the next RoboCop. And of course, the original RoboCop has to destroy this this evil RoboCop. But uh, really cool movie. And, and the song plays during a scene where like RoboCop's kind of interrogating a crooked cop, and he's throwing them all into these arcade machines and everything so uh just a cool scene and this song is just very uh, prevalent during that scene and it's just a great tune babylon ed man they kick ass robocop kicks ass i don't know this might just probably should have been number one <laughs> thank you for your cooperation i know dude <laughs> what a, what a awesome matchup like these metal dudes that were good looking and hot at the time with robocop what a good matchup and you're right I wish more metal guys were paired up with the Rockies and the Rambos and the huge movies because they yeah. deserved it. They look great. That was I mean, the thing. Because <laughs> when, when it hit, man, it hit. Like, like we said, like with ACDC and Big Gun and, and Last Action Hero, it was just like it, it worked great, but it was just the wrong era. Like the shit like that needed to be happening in like 88, 87. You know what I mean? The, the, what, while it was like all thriving, man, they, they missed the mark. Missed the mark. Yeah, they did. <laughs> all right. Number four. Rock and roll. 27 banks in three years. Everybody's Anything to catch the perfect wave. I'm not a crook. 
Patrick Swayze. Fear causes hesitation, and hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. Keanu Reeves. You think I joined the FBI to learn to surf? Point break. Adios, amigos! Right, cool. So, speaking of epic intros, like I talked about Cinderella, this is where I have Nobody Rides for Free by Rat off of the excellent Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I can say this is a showcase for Warren D. Martini on this song. I mean, the guy is shredding in this song. He shows off everything he could do. The music video is epic. And the song is showcased. I believe it's on the ending credits, so yep. it's it's pretty it's pretty much in your face. Like if you're seeing this when it came out, and you're walking out of the theater, you're like, oh, okay, this song is sticking in my head a little bit. This is a good one, especially that intro. So um, I recently saw on YouTube Piercy performing this live, and he really did a good job. I didn't think Piercy really had the chops anymore. And I mean, let's be honest. It's fine. Everybody's vocal cords thicken and get older with age, and his aren't what they used to be. But he did a really good job of the song, and and uh, I'm really stoked that he's still incorporating that in his live sets when he's not with Rat. So um, this, as well as my next song, are where these bands kind of like should have gone and could have gone, and right. people were really stoked that they went when they came out, but. I kind of put this along with the si- the songs off of Decade of Decadence, like Angela, Rock and Roll Junkie, Primal Scream. Like, this is where Motley went in 91, and people really liked it. And this is where Rat went during in this soundtrack, which was, I think it was 91, right? Yeah. And people, people really liked it. So I was kind of bummed that they either broke up or, or deviated from this recipe at that point. But might I also mention Juan's backup vocals on the the chorus? Yeah, they 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 stand out. I mean, to me, like Juan is the MVP of this band, and um, they stand out big time on the second part of the chorus in the song. So big, big Point Break guy right here, <laughs> and uh, and uh, this this soundtrack doesn't let down. Well. We don't plan this, but this happens all the time. I got I got nobody rides for free for as number four too, and uh, you know you hit on a lot of great points. I'm just gonna hit on a couple too. Is that right? This is where these bands should have went. You know, I think when everybody yeah. saw that video, you see a different image, right? You see uh, Piercy's hair is a little shorter. You know, it's yeah. not as glamorous. You know what I mean? It, it feels like Rat could survive the '90s and maybe do something, right? Like change it up a little bit and, and do this. You know what I mean? And it almost corresponds with the movie perfectly because the movie it almost feels the same way when it comes to Patrick Swayze, right? Patrick Swayze was the big '80s guy, Dirty Dancing, Roadhouse, and he kind of pivots in this movie. And he's like he's like this wild bad guy, even though but he's kind of likable though. He's a bad guy, but he's kind of likable. Um, and, and he, but he plays the role so well. I mean, I think he's so killer in that movie. And where yeah. like Keanu is like still kind of early. Like there's times where his acting eh, doesn't seem up to snuff, but like Swayze's mm-hmm. just spot on. 
And uh, even the movie itself kind of has that, you know, like, oh, maybe these 80s guys could survive, uh, but it really didn't pan out that way. I don't think his career uh, did too much after that, and, and Rat didn't either, you know, which is sad. I think, you know, it's funny. I wanted to go back and listen to the interview that I did with Piercy because I kind of asked him, I was like, was this the plan? Was Rat going to do an album like this? And I just, I don't remember what he said, but I kind of remember being disappointed. The only thing I can remember, because I, I don't think they, I don't think there was any talk of that. I think it was like, this was the end almost, and they all knew it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like you and I, we think like, oh my God, this would have been a great springboard for the next Rad album, but I think it was done. And you look at the video, it's a four piece, so uh, Robin's health had deteriorated at yes. that point. So just a cool, cool era. You know, it was funny because it's like... It, things were changing so fast after the 80s, right? Because, you know, the 80s were done and then 91 comes and it's like still stuff still lasting. You're still getting like those action movies and you're still getting like this rat could maybe survive. And then it's like two years later or so and it's like it, it's really changed and it's Nirvana and all that stuff and it's, it's over. But I did go back and watch this because same thing, man. I watched this in 91 and I haven't seen it since, right? So I'm like, I can't even remember if I like it or not. So... I do, I do like it. I, I thought it was a great movie. I thought the whole concept of uh, like Gary Busey being in there, kind of being the old school detective, <laughs> figuring out these guys are surfers. And uh, the coolest part, man, I don't even, I mean, it's so cheesy and, and, and ridiculous, but it's so cool. When Patrick Swayze jumps out of the plane and uh, Keanu goes after him with no parachute, I was like, yes, yes. this is what action movies are all about, baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a killer movie, man. So good. Well, yeah, two things. First of all, full disclaimer, we did talk about this movie recently. We did. And although I said I'm a big point break guy, I did watch it in the last year and I thought, oh shit, I like this a lot more when it came out right, than I do right. right now. Yeah. But also... I, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. I'm bummed that my boy Robin wasn't in here, dude. Like, he he almost is rat. He, he's as rat as Piercy. And I'm bummed he wasn't in it. And this was kind of the beginning of the end for him. And it's a real shame because he was such a monster, dude. But um, still a killer song. Still a killer band at the time. And But I'm bummed he wasn't there. Yeah. He should he should, he should have reaped the benefits of this. Yep. No doubt. All right, man, we're coming down to the wire. Number three. There's no time. Come on. That's what makes us Okay. So again, where the band should have gone, and this is probably the most um talked about example this is where van hagar should have gone uh, this is yeah. automatic and this is van halen humans beings of the twister soundtrack and this is when van ha- van hagar <laughs> was automatic they were like apple pie dude they were like so american they were just they would come out with an album it was quality and they would go to number one it was like bon jovi yep so shortly after all this like just all hell broke loose so this song was perfect and it was the the, the the perfect meld of updated melodic catchy kind of incorporating the technology at the time van halen with a great intro and a great chorus um the movie was decent but the song absolutely ruled and i still go to this song quite often you know me i don't give a shit if it's roth or hager i love both versions and uh I go to the song a lot. This is a, a big Hagar song for me. 
So uh, I had to put it on there way up there at number three. Nice. Well, first of all, I got to mention my wife loves Twister. She watches it 24-7. So, uh, and I like the movie too. <laughs> but I totally know the part when this song comes on. It's like they're chasing a storm and they take like a detour through a cornfield or something like that. So, uh, dude, I know exactly when this song kicks on. And you know me, <laughs> I've never been into Sammy Hagar. Never liked Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. But I like this song. And I agree with you. Like It's it's totally modernized. Like that, that heavy-ass like verse with like almost like a rappy type of I don't know it's just it's just different you know what I mean for like for Van Halen but then when the chorus comes in it sounds like total Van Halen with the harmonies and stuff so you know another one of those tragedies like man we needed an album like this you know just like we needed a rap nobody rides for free type of an album we needed a humans being album from Van Halen so yeah it's just one of those things that's too bad that this is really all you know, this was it. Sammy was out, and then Roth was back in, and then Gary Sharon was in. A lot of chaos ensued after this song, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's a very, very cool song. Yeah, and if you recall, like, Sammy got back in the band, and they did a, a best of, like a double disc best of, and they came out with a couple new songs, yep. like two or three, and everybody was speculating, oh, is this going to be along the lines of humans beings? Like, that would be great, and it totally wasn't. And everybody yeah. was like, damn it, you should have gone the route of human beings and you didn't, and it's too modern and it sucks and blah, blah, blah. So it's just a shame that uh, people kind of had, like these bands gave in to the times yep. when they were doing a, a really good job of, of updating but still appealing. So yep. yeah, it, it, it's a big one. All right, number three. And a special added attraction. It's got ghoulies too. <laughs> Anybody. I got Screaming Till You Like It by Wasp from the Ghoulies mm-hmm. 2 soundtrack. Now, I never watched Ghoulies 2 back in the day, and I'm sorry, man, this <laughs> shit looks so cheesy, there's no way I could watch it today. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> it is. These friggin' wacky, <laughs> stupid-ass puppet-looking thing. I, no, sorry, I know this is shit. I know this is a B-movie. You know, maybe... Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it later. I don't know. Okay, I've already talked myself into it. Okay, maybe I'll just play it for two seconds to see if it's as bad as I think. But I'm yeah. pretty sure it's garbage. But the song is great. And we've talked. It was just, we mentioned this on the last podcast. Only Child, right? Paul Sabu. Oh, this yeah. Was, this was an original, originally uh, their song. I think Wasp took it to a, a different direction and, and kind of brought it where it needed to go. I, I think... I think the Wasp version is better. I mean, sometimes that happens. You know what I mean? It's like the the original creator does it, but man, Blackie owns that song. And it's cool. The video, same old, same old. It integrates the the movie clips, and there's a lot of interaction with Blackie and all these little ghoulie guys. And there's tons of press photos of like Blackie hanging out with these guys inside of a toilet and shit. (laughs) It's just weird, weird, (laughs) weird stuff. But, um,. And it ends up being the studio track, only studio track on Live in the Raw. But, dude, it's one of my favorite Wasp songs. It's just so cool. It's a good era for Wasp. You know, just, I actually, all the 80s is good for Wasp. But you go 84 to 89, <laughs> and it was all, actually, at, at that point, then it was over. Wasp just wasn't the same for me. But, man, just, just reminds me of good times. And Live in the Raw, as I've said a million times, and in our 1987 episode, I said it's one of my favorite oh, yeah. live albums. And, uh, this is a big part of why I like it. So, great song. Dude, yeah. And I even brought that up in, in the 87 episode. Of, 
this song and a couple others that were just standouts from from this genre of wasp it was killer and i have an older brother and he used to torment me with that toilet scene for go- uh, ghoulies <laughs> so i know it very well <laughs> so that you know the typical older brother torment which yep. shaped me into the man i am of course there but you go. <laughs> so i know it well <laughs> did you think they were going to come and get you when you go to the bathroom uh, yes, I did. <laughs> it's okay because I always thought Jaws was going to come and kill me when I was in a swimming pool. So I get it, man. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, uh, number two. Dino De presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Cool. So even I'm surprised that this isn't my number one, but it's one of my top ACDC songs, and it's Who Made Who. And I actually think that Who Made Who off Maximum Overdrive brought them back to the top after Flick of the Switch and Fly on the Wall, which obviously I love, but didn't exactly light up the sales charts. Um it got their album released years back on the even years track though and this is a weird one like if you're a a fan of any band you kind of you know you memorize like like motley was was odd years throughout the the 80s yep acdc started off with with odd years but then this derailed them back into the even years so if blow up your video came out in 87 I don't think it would have done much because we were still in full girls, 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 um, hysteria, Bon Jovi world. 88, you start to get a little bit past that, and that's when Blow Up Your Video came out. So it derailed their album releases. It it delayed it one year. So um, to the true ACDC people out there, you you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But um, And it made Razor's Edge come out in 90. So this album, this song, it was basically a, a, a best of, if you will, of, of ACDC at the time. It only had three new tracks, Who Made Who, and then two instrumentals. But the song Who Made Who was very much 80s for, for ACDC. And the video was really killer. The, the chorus was huge. They did a little bit more of the gang vocals thing, which is much different than what they're, they're used to. Uh, another one where the the movie sucked and bombed, but the <laughs> the song, the, I guess ACDC is classic for that. Between Big Gun and Who Made Who, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, it's one of my favorites. I think this was early early ACDC purchase for me, and I still listen to it. I still crank it. The live version is really good, and I wish they would play it on their. 50-year anniversary, which apparently is coming up. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad you put this on here because this was on my honorables. And, and, you know, funny, man. You know I'm not a huge ACDC guy, but I love this song. And this is what made me buy the Who Made Who soundtrack or Greatest Hits, whatever you want to call it. And you're right. You know, it's funny because between this song and then You Shook Me All Night Long kind of got re-released and, and got big again. That's too. right. So, so there was a lot going on with ACDC. They were played on Headbangers Ball 24-7. The only 
thing I'll give it is I've never seen Maximum Overdrive. I don't think I'll ever actually. I might have. I think I've seen parts of it now that I think about it. But right, it, right it's a stupid movie. I think like the cars possessed, and then there's like this truck that's got like the Green Goblin face. I don't know. It's just it's just a weird Stephen King movie. The only thing I'll give yeah. it though that I, I feel that maybe is lacking where there's maybe this is a disconnect between the song and the movie. But like the the song isn't really creepy at all. You know what I mean? Like I feel like sometimes it's nice to have that just a touch of creepiness for like a horror movie. Yeah. And I and I think that's lacking. But the song's so good, it doesn't matter. And it probably was just a tie-in for like exposure for both. Because really, let's think about this for a minute. If you if you think about it with all these videos, so if you did like a, a commercial on TV, that's great. But this video, it's like three to four minutes of a promo for your movie. You know what I mean? There's, you're showing all the movie clips. You got a captive audience on Headbangers Ball and stuff. These tie-ins were, I think, were pretty genius when it comes to like a marketing standpoint. Okay, so one of our tangents we're famous for. <laughs> what 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 Alice Cooper? song is it where he says and i'll call out of your home oh yeah okay so that was for jason yeah it was for friday the 13th i think it's seven jason lives or something like that and uh right he does he's back the man behind the mask yeah and i think he's also yeah and then he's got um teenage frankenstein is in the in actual in the movie but yeah that was the theme song he's back and that's a creepy tune and it works he's got like the tie-ins with the the song yeah that's a perfect example. Like that song creeped me out. Like hearing Cooper say, "Like I'm gonna crawl out of the hole." Like, yeah, dude, it was like, "Whoa, this is freaking scary!" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect. That's the perfect example of that song. Like it got me. Yep. So I agreed totally on that one. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it, probably a movie like that needed something like that. You know what I mean? Where yeah, that, that's totally. like Wasp worked really well. Wasp. Even though Screaming to Like It isn't like necessarily a creepy song, but for some reason Wasp is like a creepy band, so like it works, you know what I mean? But like ACDC, oh, yeah. they're just not creepy, you know what I mean? I don't know, they're just, pretty, no, they're just not at like you're, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. Number two It's the comeback of all time. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It's a trip. surprised this is number two but i think when i do my number one i'll be able to explain it and why it went over that one but i got god gave rock and roll to you by kiss 1991 bill and ted's bogus journey and as a kiss fan man this was like like the band was back i think you know you know you had crazy nights and you had hot in the shade and they weren't bad and you know 80s kiss but I feel like this is one of those moments where you're starting to feel like Kiss is going to start to pivot back to like their old sound or or some things that they did in the past. Because if you look at this song, it's trade-off vocals between Paul and Gene. And that's was something yeah. that was very synonymous with old Kiss. You've also got a chorus that mentions rock and roll. Haven't had that in a while. You know what I mean? Rock and roll all night and all these, you know, you know rock and rolls mentioned in a lot of old Kiss songs. So there's some things happening they look a little bit more badass in the video. I guess the saddest thing is that many of us we knew Eric Carr was sick, but we didn't. I didn't know he was gonna die. This was like the last kind of like hurrah. He wore a wig in that video. Yeah. Just stuff you didn't know a kid in 1991. So this is kind of the end for Eric Carr. He didn't really even play on the song or anything. Eric Singer did, but um, 
you know, and it's in Bill and Ted, man, and, and it's actually in the end of Bill and Ted. And it's kind of a nice closeout to the movie. They kind of pan to a lot of different things that get resolved in the movie and stuff. So it kind of it fits as like an ending song. It's kind of like anthemic. And, yes. you know, like you said, the Bill and Ted soundtrack, man, so crazy. Like I said, Shout It Out with Slaughter, uh, right. Battle Stations with Winger. And don't forget who else is on there. Who do you think's on there that's been on every soundtrack tonight? Megadeth! Go to hell! Yeah! Great, great, great song. So, Megadeth are the soundtrack masters, man. They had to, and I, would, I feel bad. I, I should have put them on one of the, you know, on one of the spots, but I, I can't put... I can't put "Go to Hell" over "God Give Rock and Roll" to you. Just can't be done. So no, of course. But of course. uh, but but it, great, great stuff. And, and like I said, good, good time. Like I said, it's still, I still think back to thinking like in '91. I, I remember as a kid thinking, "My bands, they're gonna be here forever." <laughs> Slaughter, Winger, they're on a 1991 soundtrack. It's never gonna end. And you know. The following year, it did end. Well, I've always thought it would be very nice gesture if they said, "God gave Eric Carr to you." <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. that's so such such a sweet tribute to him. Oh, but also, he's the man. Was it wasn't it co- was it a cover? Did you already say that? Or my I didn't say I didn't say that. Basically, it, it is, but in typical Paul and Gene fashion, like they rewrote it. So there there's parts of it that belong to Ooh, it's okay. Argent. Argent is is the band. And they took it and they revamped it, so they also have a songwriting credit on it. So yeah, it is kind of a cover. So yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. I, I knew there was a little lore to that one. Yeah. Yes. All right. Number one. What you got? Okay. Well, are you ready to sing? Hollywood Pictures presents Encino Man. He's a million years old. Milk does the body good, huh? Uh. Great hair. And living proof that evolution is not an exact science. Oh, man, the Check out the fresh nugs. Squeezing the juice. <laughs> There's something over here I want you to see. It's a party, but it isn't for free. <laughs> well, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so we got Vince doing You're Invited But Your Friend Can't Come off the Encino Man soundtrack. So this is a hit that I still crank to this day. Yep. One of my favorite Vince Neil songs. We've discussed this during the, M- the uh, metal TV per- performances, yep. as well as the 93 episode, but it doesn't get old. And neither uh, is talking about it, apparently. Nope. <laughs> so it's a great song. And the movie is kind of killer, too, which I, I've always liked the movie. Um, and recently I heard an interview with Eddie Trunk interviewing Vince. And he says, Eddie basically asks him, like, look, dude, you play live all the time. You play solo. You only play Motley songs. <clears throat> like, like, what is it about that? that like why don't you want to play your solo stuff and vince basically says i really like the exposed album it was ahead of its time there's some good songs off of it and people want to come and see me play motley but i do play you're invited but your friend can't come Uh and i was stoked to hear that because it's a standout it's a killer song i'm glad he had some outside writers um they probably beefed it up for him and this song will forever be my number one go-to Vince Neil solo song. 
So that's why I had to make it number one above my boys, ACDC. Yeah. I'm so glad you put this on here. I mean, it was it's definitely my honorables. I mean, I was right there. I saw Encino Man when it came out. I saw it at a drive-in, actually, with my buddies. And, you know, I think I've mentioned nice. this before. I remember just being surprised, like, how the hell does Vince Neil have a song in a soundtrack right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was, you know, like I said, he was the first one to get to the market with, with new music, and it was a killer song. And it's funny, you know, you say it was ahead of its time. It might have been behind its time as well because, you know, it probably yeah. worked really well in, like, 1990, but not as much in 92, 93 when it was, you know, kind of out there. Dude, so, but, you um, know what? I, I think Vince was confused. I think he was <laughs> – I, I, I honestly, in the interview, I think he was thinking about Carbon Stone when he said yeah. this. When, when he said that, I was like – Mm. It was pretty much, like you said, behind the times or of the era for Vince, who was like forever 80s dude, yeah, which is right. killer of him. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he was talking about Carbon Stone, but he didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> one, thing, you know, one thing I'll give him, though, is is that album really is timeless, is what it is. Because people today, it's it's really untouched by what whatever was going on in music at that time. So if you like like Dr. Feelgood, you could grab that and listen to it, and it sounds like it's the, the next album that would have came out the year after or something like that. Oh, so totally, it's a dude. timeless yeah. album, untouched by trends. That's why people today will always say, oh, I love uh, Exposed by Vince Neil, because it's untouched. It, if you like hair metal and pop metal and all that shit, boom, it's it's right there. I mean, Steve Stevens' oh, yeah. guitar work and Vince's vocals and the you know catchy songs it's killer uh, carbon stone i mean i know we're getting way off topic now but man i'm telling you i jam a lot of those tunes quite a bit uh, some of them are i don't like like when they got too heavy with some electronic drum beats ah that, that's not working for me but there's just some regular straight up kind of like 90s rock type songs on there i love it man so yeah that might have been ahead of its time or just trying to go with the times <laughs> i don't know but but uh vince neil solo is good and it, it needs more love that's that's the bottom line oh yeah all right, man. I know this is probably so typical. I don't care. Warriors, Dokken, and when you talk about, we, you know, you're saying that Alice Cooper had the creepy song, I think this song <laughs> is creepy, you know what I mean, I, there's just something about yeah. it, I, I think the riff is kind of dark and evil, and then when they do like the clear guitar over the heavy guitar, you know what I mean, like it's just, it's just got a little bit of a odd vibe that works for like the Freddy Krueger stuff. It's the best video, I think. You know, now that I, you know, that I've lived through the '80s and I'm an adult and I, I go back and watch some of the stuff, I really think it's probably the best music video of the '80s. Like, it's just so spot on. You know, we talked about how integrating <laughs> movie clips with the characters joining you in with you, and it doesn't get any more extreme than this one, man. You know, Freddie's oh, no. choking George Lynch, and George Lynch is busting through walls with his with his skeleton guitar. I mean, it is so epic, man. It, it's, it's always going to be my favorite Dokken song. I'll never forget the 12-inch single with that, that excellent uh, album cover, and then Back for the Attack, the song, and Paris is Burning, and, and Dream Warriors. I'll never forget it. The only downside of all this, and I think I was telling you this, 
is that I went back and I tried to watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Now, the funny thing was is one of my best friends growing up, his birthday was in September. So we always would go watch these movies every time they came out. They would come out every year right at his birthday. And at his birthday, we'd go see these movies. And I used to love them, you know. And I went back and yeah. I, I tried to watch this. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I went back. Dude, I love RoboCop, Predator. I went back and watched all that shit. And I loved it. I don't know. This just is dumb. Like, you know, like they fall asleep and he, if he kills you in your sleep, you're dead. And then like, there's this one part where he's like this giant head and he's like chewing on the girl's legs. And I'm like, this is just so goofy. Like, I don't know. Maybe you got to be in the mood for it. Maybe I should have progressed and, and tried to make it a little farther in the movie but i just got to the point where i'm like this is dumb like this is stupid so uh <laughs> so those movies just don't appeal to me anymore but so many of the other ones and i, I don't want to end like on a sour note with 80s movies because like i said they're great there's a lot of great acting great stories practical effects you know not politically correct just fun mm. reminds you of a fun time reminds you of your childhood so just great stuff so that being said I know you got honorables. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, dude, I could go on a, a, another top 10 list, but I won't. I'll just tell you right now I got. So Eric Martin from Caddyshack 2. There's a song called One Way Out. <laughs> okay. and, 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 and I know, dude. And the lore surrounding this is that it was basically Mr. Big. It was Mr. Big, but they, they didn't have a band name yet. And Eric Martin was a solo artist at that point, so they called it Eric Martin. But check that out. It's one way out. Really cool song. Nice. And here's one that I here's one that I thought that you would absolutely put on, and it's Obsession from Leatherface. They got a song in Leatherface? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Oh, yes, they well, Which, yes, which they track do. is it? Do you know? It is Methods of Madness. Oh, Methods of Madness. Okay. Yeah, Very cool. and I thought for sure you'd have it on there. Uh, Hurricane also has a song on there, but it's it's sparking the, what's it called? Uh, sparking My Heart, which I never really loved that song. Mm, mm. But yeah, um, Iron Eagle has King Cobra, Dio, and Helix. Um, let's see, Johnny Be Good. God, Man, that, you know, I, I thought about that one. That's a, that, I've never seen that movie, but I do love it. Johnny B. Good, the song. Yeah, that's a good one. And then we got Kicks uh, doing Ring Around Rosie, I believe, and Dirty Looks. Black Roses has King Cobra. And this is the, the, the next version of King Cobra with Johnny Edwards doing a song called Take It Off, which is killer. Uh, Johnny Edwards went on to sing for um, Foreigner. Um, also, another one I thought you'd put on there. Dr. Giggles. It's <laughs> kind of a, uh interesting movie. House of Lords has a song in there. Nice. Um, Gladiator. I thought you'd have Warrant on there doing We Will Rock You. Oh, I forgot about that. That was, yeah, that was, they, they had a video for that. I remember that. Yep. They yep. did. That was a big one for them. That was they big. also had the song, the song called The Power, which I talked about at one other point. I can't remember which, which episode it was on, but. Um, Ah, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was it, the song's called "The Power," yep. and it's off the Gladiator soundtrack. It's also on the Cherry Pie extended version. Yes. Really cool, really cool Warren song. And then to, to top it off, uh, Mr. Big has a song called um, or uh, 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 Navy Seals is the this the album, the soundtrack, and the song is called "Strike Like Lightning" by Mr. Big. And then uh, Lou Graham hanging on my hip on that one. So, nice. yeah, some honorables that were definitely on there, but 
I'm pretty stoked on my list and yours. Nice. Yours was very much my taste, so I'm I'm really happy about sweet, it. Sweet, sweet. So for my honorables, I had Who Made Who, which you we got to discuss. I had the teenage oh, yeah, Frankenstein, yeah. and he's back from from um, Jason Lives. Love Kills was on there because, like you know, that's a good one. It's a cool video. Totally. Vinny Vincent dresses up like Freddy, but you just can't touch Dream Warriors. I had you're invited, <laughs> but your friend can't come. And I also had Hit Between the Eyes by Scorps. It's in the movie Free Jack. Free Jack. Oh, yeah, dude. With That's Anthony cool. Hopkins and Mario uh, Estevez. No, Emilio Estevez. But, um, okay, so as promised in the beginning of the episode, I was going to read off some of the bizarre ones that I found that were on the internet, which just blew my mind. Okay, which I think I've shared some of these with you, but I'll just read them off. So we got Vinnie Vince Invasion Animal from Summer School with Mark Harmon, 1987. Great movie. This one really hit home <laughs> to me because I, I always preached this song and I had no idea it was in a movie. Motley Crue, Save Our Souls, from a movie called Demons from 1985. Don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> a throwback to our last episode, A to Z. Ron Keel's Fair Game had a, had their song Blind Faith in the movie Bad Channels, 1992. Can't say as well as I've ever seen that one. Um, Obsessions all, also had Methods of Madness in Sleepaway Camp 3. From 1989, so it looks like Methods of Mad Madness made its uh, rounds. Here's one for you, yeah. man. House of Lords, Down, 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 from the Hellraiser 3 soundtrack. Awesome. Okay. I have that soundtrack. That's a good one. Lion has Never Surrender from a movie called The Wraith, 1986. Yeah, I, I was going to talk to you about that one. That had a lot of good stuff. Had a lot I of metal in it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might have that one on there. You got Hurricane, The Girls Are Out Tonight from Sleepaway Camp 2, 1988. <laughs> you see the trend here, right? Like, like you get like B, B metal movies with kind of like, you know, questionable metal songs. You know, I see where this is going. Uh, we didn't talk about Motley Crue, Rock and Roll Junkie from the Ford Fairline uh, uh, soundtrack. And Vince actually plays like a rock star, not himself, but like in the beginning of that movie, which is which is kind of cool. Tell you right now yeah. that that's my least favorite of the new decade songs. Uh-huh. When it, it was Angela and Primal Scream, those songs, Rock and Roll Junkie was my least favorite, so I didn't add it for that reason. But I love the song. But of those, it's my least, so that is why. Gotcha. <laughs> we got Pretty Boy Floyd doing the song "Slam Dunk" from the movie Switch from 1991. So it seems like you know metal was coming cheap in '91 for soundtracks. You get Pretty Boy Floyd song really cheap, but the best one, man. This is this one just blew my mind. Nitro, Freight Train, 1991, from <laughs> Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. It don't Hulk get Hogan. no more metal. It don't get any more cheese than a combination of Hulk Hogan acting with Nitro, man. Killer. And, of course, it's in a scene where... T- Kids are cruising in a uh, a, tra- a Trans Am, cranking this song, and they almost hit some kid, and, and Hulk's got to save the kid. So it don't get any more model than that, and I think that's a great place to just end it. <laughs> I love that. That was a great movie, dude. How did we not talk about Stan Bush, though? He was in Rape. He was in uh, the Transformers. He did Dare. He did all these songs. Mm-hmm. The Touch. Which also, I think, was the song that that Mark Wahlberg did in uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> so um, that guy was like the the uh, soundtrack hero mm-hmm. back in the day. He was great. He was in Rave. He was, you know, all these songs. So 
anyway, really cool way to end this. Yeah, good stuff. And like I said, I, I hope people enjoy this. Maybe they'll go back, watch some of these movies, listen to some of these songs. Hopefully people hit us up and say, hey, how the hell did you not catch when uh, Rock's Gang was in uh, <laughs> Sleep Away Camp 5 or something? I don't know. There's probably there's probably something that we, uh, we missed. So I hope people can bring that to our attention. But there's just, like I said, this is an endless one. You probably could do a whole other episode about it. So. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty I missed, but uh, these were the ones we came up with. <laughs> yep. All right, brother. Always, always fun. Always a good chat. Always great, man. Thank you very much. Yep. Good talk to you. Hope you enjoyed it. Rock on!